The Bible has told us very clearly, not just that God loves, but God is love. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Happy Valentine's Day. This is Jim Scudder, and you're listening to In Grace. And yeah, it's one of those um, Hallmark holidays or holidays that definitely uh, florists and card makers uh, profit. But it's also a a great opportunity for um, husbands and wives to uh, show and and talk about love and and show their love. And, And also for other other relationships. We really need to emphasize love. Why? Because God is love. We are made in his image. He breathed into us life. We are living souls. And if God is love, we ought to love. And this is a great day to express that, but make sure it's not just February 14th that you express love. Make sure you do it more frequently than that. But today is a great day to do that. And I have found that investment in a dozen or more red roses on Valentine's Day is indeed a wise investment. I had one friend of mine that said, well, you know, I told her that I loved her uh, the day we got married and I don't think I, nothing's changed. I don't have to tell her again. (laughs) Uh, No, you need to tell her every day and you need to tell your kids every day that you love them. You you need to hug and and, and express your love to your your children, to your spouse. These are these are important things, and it all comes down to the way that we were made, the way we were created. God is love. We do have the entire Am I Loved series available for you, and it's a three-part teaching series that we're featuring last week and this week here on In Grace as we're going uh, through the week of Valentine's Day. And Am I Loved is an important concept in the Bible, a great teaching that I think we all need to know. Or if you know someone that struggles with this, send them this audio CD. You can get it for your gift of any amount to In Grace. It'll be my thank you for your investment in this ministry and the gospel. Contact us today at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE during business hours or anytime on ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. Let me also remind you that tonight on TBN, you can watch In Grace. We're featuring part two of the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. The Bible has a lot to say about the end times and part of the end times is the rebuilt Jewish temple. So you want to watch tonight on TBN or anytime on YouTube or Roku. When you watch us on YouTube, you just search for In Grace, and there, uh, once you find us, you can subscribe, get alerts, and uh, let us know that you like the videos and put your comments on there. The more that we do that, the more that YouTube will push it to other people, the more people will hear the gospel through the ministry of In Grace Television. So watch tonight on TBN or anytime on YouTube or Roku. Love, it's such a mystery, isn't it? Sometimes we need help with love, don't we? Here's some tips for you women. Never laugh at your husband's attempts at poetry. Roses are red, violets are blue. Some poems rhyme, this one doesn't. Roses are red, 
Here's something new. Violets are violet. They're not blue. (laughs) Roses are red. Violets are blue. But I wouldn't know because you've never brought me flowers. (laughs) Now, women, don't laugh at your husband's attempts at poetry. But men, don't ever laugh at your wife's choices. It's so tempting. But don't. Why? Because you're one of them. (laughs) In the series, we're not talking about the love in marriage, although if you understand the love of God, you're going to have a much better marriage. This is not a series about loving your children, loving your neighbors, but if you understand God's love, you're going to be really good, or at least a lot better at that. This is a series to ask the question, am I loved? And I know the real yearning that everyone has. Does God love me? Does God love me? Am I loved by God? And if so, how much does he love me? And and what is God's love like? And will God's love affect me loving other people? That's what we're talking about in this series. We're finishing it today. The Bible has told us very clearly, not just that God loves, but God is love. God is love. And by the way, if people are asking me the question, what is God like? I'm going to talk about how he is pure, he's holy, he's righteous, he's just, he's omnipotent, he knows everything, he's all-powerful. There's all these attributes, but I think the chief attribute of God is God is love. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care about the way you live, for he sure does, but he cares about the way you live because it affects you. He loves you, so he wants you to live in a certain way, the way that he has designed it so that you can love other people like he loves you. This is such an important topic. Am I loved? Yes, you're loved. God is love, and God so loved the world. I'm telling you, I can never get tired of that verse. God so loved the world. Every time we have a service, every time we do a TV or radio show, we talk about God loving the world. If God is love and God loved the world and I'm in the world, do the math. That means God loves me, right? For sure. And I can say that to anyone. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your accent is. I don't care what food you like or don't like. All I know is God loves you. Jesus died for you. Then why do bad things happen to me? Some of you have gone through really, really hard times the last few days, the last few weeks. Some of you have lost a child or a grandchild, a daughter, Some of you are facing sickness, cancer, disease. Some of you have a terrible situation at home, a terrible situation in your marriage. So how, if God is good and God is love and God loves me, why are these things happening? Why are these things part of my life? And that's a real question, and we can't duck that question. And I'm not going to duck it. I'm not going to answer it, but I'm not going to duck it. Here's all I know. I don't know why God allows certain things to happen, but I know 
that he allows certain things to happen for my good. And it's hard to imagine how these things can be good. It's really hard to imagine. But if God is love and God loved the world, that means God loves me. That means that he's going to allow certain things in my life that I don't understand right now, but I will one day, and I'm just gonna keep loving him and serving him and trusting that he cares about me and that he wants the best for me. That's what we're gonna get to today. We love him, 1 John 4, 19, because he first loved us. I mean, this is incredible that God first loved us. God knew what would happen when he created us. He knew we would sin. You say, well, why did he? If he knew all this mess in the world and all the terrible things that have happened would happen before he created us, why did he create us? All I can say to that is, I'm glad he did because I have breath and I'm here and I can worship him and I can glorify him with my life. And if he had just said, well, forget it, this is gonna be a mess, I'm just not gonna do it, then you wouldn't have existed either. These are big questions, these are hard answers, but I'm glad he did. And by the way, he wasn't rolling the dice saying, well, if I create them and if I give them free will, some of them will choose to not love me or some of them will choose to love me and I'm just gonna take a gamble on this. No, it said before, the foundation of the world he had put in this plan of redemption. Why did he do it? So he could showcase his goodness and his love. So what we're trying to do in this series is showcase God's love. Even when it feels like we're not loved, he loves us. We love him because he first loved us. So what we're gonna do today is go through Romans 5. We're gonna go through the first nine verses. I'm gonna talk fast. I need you to listen fast. Can you all do that today? And here we go. Okay, y'all ready? Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith. What is justified? That is be made righteous. We are sinners. In order to be saved, we have to be made righteous. We can't make ourselves righteous. Jesus died. He was righteous in our place. He poured out his blood for our sins. And if you receive him through faith, you're justified, made righteous. Righteous. When God looks at me now, he doesn't see a sinner. He sees Jesus' righteousness because I received him by faith. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Oh, that's the greatest thing in the whole world. By the way, that will help you sleep, not in church, but at night. Peace with God? I know for sure that he loves me. He cared about me. Jesus died for me, the son of God, and that gives me peace. And I can sleep knowing that if I die in my sleep, I'm not uncertain if I'm going to heaven or hell, but I'm going to heaven, not because I'm good, but because he was perfect and I put my trust in him. There's just a wonderful peace about that. Everyone's longing for peace. The world is longing for peace. Nations are seeking peace, but they're not finding it. Why? Because they're not looking in the right place. The only way that we're going to ever have peace in our own lives is when we have peace with God. How do we get peace with God? You need to be justified by faith. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse two, by whom also we have access by faith. Now, one of the greatest things about salvation is that we have heaven to look forward to, but don't forget all the other things that we get with salvation. Peace with God, access by faith into his grace wherein we stand. Some people think, well, I have to receive by faith eternal life, but now I have to work to stay saved or I have to work to please the Lord. And actually, he wants you to work, but he wants you to work through his power and his empowerment. And you're saved 
and you have eternal life, so you don't have to keep worrying about, am I going to stay saved? If, and, and some people say, well, Pastor Scudder, let's say I, I receive the gift of eternal life by faith, and then tomorrow I sin. What happens? Well, let me tell you something. Tomorrow, you will sin. You have eternal life. When you receive by faith the Lord Jesus, we're in his hand. You say, well, what if I fail? You will. He still has you. He's got you in his hand, and no man can pluck you out of the Father's hand. There's a wonderful security in there, and that's where that peace with God comes back to play. We have access by faith into his grace, and it's something that we don't have to worry about anymore. The Golden Gate Bridge was built, a tremendous feat of engineering, architecture, and actually building. I mean, this was way back. And it, was, it spans a mile. They wrapped these huge cables one by one. They were a tenth of an inch each. The cables on the Golden Gate Bridge would stretch around the earth at the equator three times. This is incredible that this all happened a long time ago. But there was a lot of workplace accidents. They said every million dollars you spent on a project, one person would die back then. So I think they spent like 50 million on the bridge. And so that would have meant 50 people died. They did have some deaths. But the person that was building it said, you know what, instead of them worrying, if they fall off the bridge to their death, they're not going to work as efficiently, they're going to be worried, they're going to be scared. So he spent, I think, $125,000 on a big safety net underneath there. So if they fell, the safety net would catch them. They said work really improved once they knew that they could work without worrying about falling and dying. And I think that's a perfect illustration of what God's grace is. We stand in that grace. It's not to say we should fail him, we should fall, but if you do, he has you. And there's a wonderful security in knowing that. And you can rejoice, look at verse two again, rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Hope is a wonderful thing. It's not just, I hope so, I'm wishful, but it's a confident expectation. We know that God will preserve us. Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series, Am I Love? With a donation to In Grace, you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping In Grace spread God's unconditional love to more people. To discover more about God's love, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. You say, wait a second, Pastor Scudder. Stop. Don't continue. Glory in tribulations. This word tribulations had an idea of a wooden beam that had spikes, tribulum it was called in the, the, the Greek world, and it was a beam with all these spikes that would be dragged over grain and it would separate wheat from chaff. And here we're told that tribulation is something that God can use to make us better. It doesn't seem that way. When you take your child to get a shot when they're little, they don't think you're being kind to them. They don't think you're being good to them. They think you're hurting them, but you're really bringing them to get that vaccination so that it'll save them from a lot of pain or death later on in life. They don't understand that, but it's still true. You love them enough to do this for them. They feel pain. That's all they know, right? 
So sometimes God is gonna allow that tribulation in your life in order to make you better, to make you more like him. But the problem is we're in the middle of it and it hurts and we're emotional and we stop remembering these truths about God. And we sometimes have to be reminded, and maybe that's why you're here today, is to be reminded of how much God cares about you, even if you're going through a really hard time today. We glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. There's a story of Polycarp in the city of Smyrna years and years ago. This was in the early church. Polycarp was an elderly man. He was a, a leader in Christianity. He was a godly man. He knew the apostles. And the uh, Roman Empire was ratcheting up persecution, and they decided to take out Polycarp, and if they can take out Polycarp, maybe they can stop Christianity. So they sent the soldiers to go arrest him, and they got to an old farmhouse, and instead of Polycarp hiding in fear, he invited them in. He invited them to have a meal. He asked if they could give him a little bit of time for prayer. And as he knelt there and he was praying, the soldiers that came to arrest him were hearing this godly man in his prayers. And they started to wonder, what are we doing here? Why are we here to arrest this man? He's no threat. There's no problem here. But he was willing to be arrested and they took him and they were bringing him before the Roman proconsul. And they gave him an opportunity to recant Jesus Christ and be freed. If he didn't, he would be burned at the stake. And he said these famous words, 80 and six years have I served him and never did he me injury. How then can I blaspheme my king and my savior? Well, that was blasphemy according to Rome, and they did light him on fire, and he did burn alive, a death I can't even imagine, a tribulation I can't even imagine, a trial I can't even imagine. And they said, though, those who were watching, that his face reflected the joy of God. Even in his death, he was a testimony to God's grace. And you say, there's no way that if God is good, he would allow that. Well, he may. And you might not understand it today, but I promise you one thing, you will understand it one day. We sing the song, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. The next thing he saw as he was burning at the stake, instantly he saw the Lord Jesus. A moment of pain and then an eternity of joy. Remember that when you're going through a trial. Remember that we can actually glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Look at verse four. And patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because, here it is, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. If God is love, and those that have received by faith God's love through Jesus, you have the Spirit of God living in you, therefore you have experienced God's love. And that should change you. Every day that you yield to him, it should change you and make you more like him. And if he is love, he will make you love in a profound way, in an amazing way, in a way that will be a testimony to his love. So this is really what I wanted to get to today, these next few verses. 
And uh, we want to zoom right in on Romans 5, 6 through 8. These are powerful. These are important. These are verses that all of us need to come back to again and again. But some of you have never heard this, so you pay special attention to what we're about to read. For when we were yet without strength, basically that describes everyone that is still lost, everyone that is without eternal life, everyone that is still in sin, still in their sins, without strength. In due time, Christ, that word Christ is the same as Messiah, the one that was promised, and he came, it's Jesus, died for the ungodly. Some people think I'm pretty good. I'm okay. I'm better than my neighbor. Look at the person next to you. I'm better than that person. Oh, don't do that. But that's really what we think. We haven't committed murder. You know, I hope you haven't. But Jesus said, if you've had hatred in your heart, you committed murder. So really, we have. Christ died for the ungodly. We were without strength. Now, this is really what I want to get to. Verse 7, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. In other words, it's rare, but it's within the realm of possibility that one person may give their life for another person if that's a good person. Scarcely for a righteous man will one die. And this is where we need to stop for today. Tomorrow, we will continue to talk about how much God loves us and how we know for sure that we are loved. And it really just comes down to what I ended with. God demonstrated his love. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that is how I know for sure that I am loved is because of what he did for me on the cross. And again, we'll pick that up tomorrow as we conclude our three-part series, Am I Loved? And again, it's Valentine's Day. Hopefully you have taken the initiative of showing your love to those that you love, to your uh, your family, your spouse. Um, I will definitely be making sure my dear wife, Karen, uh, we've been married almost 35 years. It'll be 35 years in June that I love her. And I'm going to show it to her again with probably a bouquet of red roses. And you say, probably, you better get moving on that. You're right. Uh, we do pre-record these, but uh, I certainly will make sure that she gets um, some nice flowers. And um, we're trying to eat better, so maybe not chocolates, although certainly uh, that's a really, really good way of showing your wife how much you love her. So hopefully you're doing that today. I think it's an important part of uh, life and showing love is by doing things like that, especially the husband for the wife. Uh, if you want to get the entire Am I Loved series, we can send that to you as our thank you for your gift of any amount to In Grace. Some of you can give only $5 and that's fine. Uh, some of you can give 20 or 100 and that's fine. Whatever it is, let me thank you by sending you the three-part audio CD, Am I Loved? This will be good for you to re-listen to or maybe to send to someone, give to someone that struggles with love. Understanding the biblical teaching of love, I think, is critical to really living life and loving properly the way that we should in all of our relationships. Contact us today 
You can call us during business hours at the unforgettable number 1-800-78-GRACE. 1-800-78-GRACE. Now try to forget it. You can't, right? 1-800-78-GRACE. You can go anytime on our website and get this audio CD, ingraceradio.com. Anytime on ingraceradio.com. And there you can click on the Am I Loved offer and make sure that, again, any amount of donation is fine. And then we'll thank you by sending you this three-part series. Now, remember, In Grace is listener-supported, and we'd rely on the Lord, and maybe if He's calling on you to give, that would be so appreciated. Thank you, and we will use it carefully and wisely for the sake of the gospel. Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series, Am I Love? With a donation to In Grace, you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping In Grace spread God's unconditional love to more people. To discover more about God's love, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.